0: welcome to kill me now with judy gold i'm your host judy gold and this week we have a a very special guest a great kid his name is jared armstrong he has an incredible story he's a basketball player who is trying to make Aliyah in Israel. And you'll hear all about what that is uh, when you listen. But I had to have this kid on because his story is, it's really touching and moving, and I want to help him as much as possible. So I I do hope you, it's a one-parter, and I hope you enjoy. He was a delight to have on. Also, I will be at Governor's on Long Island on April 9th, So if you're on Long Island and you want to see the hilarious Judy Gold, go to my website, JudyGold.com, and get tickets for my upcoming show. But sit back, relax, enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Kill Me Now. I am, this is a very special episode of Kill Me Now. As you know, you know, I have a lot of celebrities on the show and people who I admire. But this is a story that is so close to my heart, and um, this is a person whose story needs to be heard. And I, as you know, I believe everyone has a story, and this one needs to be told. And I have never met our guest, Jared Armstrong. I, I found out about him via Twitter, which I fucking hate, by the way, as everyone knows. Uh, <laughs> And, and and another Hallel uh, Jew. This is going to yeah. be a big bell ringing. Jared, this is the Jew bell. So anytime I mention anything Jewish, the bell goes off. So this is going to be a loud. This is going to be a lot of bell rings. So everyone, please be prepared. And I don't want to hear. I don't want to get any mail about and the bell. I don't like the bell. Fuck you. Okay. So <laughs> let me give you a background about the incredible Jared Armstrong. He's from Philly. Jared like my son, Ben is a basketball <laughs> player, although he's already out of college, but you are playing in the Maccabee games, Jared, this, this summer, correct? No,
1: I was supposed to, but, uh, this whole process is just um, so long, you know? Yeah. I, yeah.
0: I'm going to fucking kill them. <laughs> my son, Ben is playing in the, in the Maccabee games three on three, but whatever you should be playing. So here's Jared's story. Jared is a Jew born to a Jewish mother. And I want the, I, I feel like there's a lot of racism. There's a lot of anti-Semitism going on in this country and we need to address it. And I'm going to be dedicating some of my podcasts. Don't yell at me to these issues that need to be out front and center. Jared was born to a Jewish mother, had a bris penis cut, he embodies Judaism on so on so many levels. He reminds me of my son, Ben, except my son, Ben, is not. You know, it's, it's just so such an interesting thing. My, my son, Ben, has never had his Judaism questioned, um, yeah. although he knows way less than Jared Armstrong. <laughs> so Jared Armstrong wants to become a citizen of Israel. That's number one. Number two is that he would like to play basketball in Israel. That's number two. Number one is that he loves Israel, he loves being Jewish, and he wants to be a citizen. But because Jared Armstrong happens to be Black, African American, whatever you want to call it, he is experiencing unjust, terrible racism. From a group of people who should be the last to judge people on the color of their skin or their intentions, so that is why Jared Armstrong is here. And I want to tell you, I really love your story, Jared. You, um, you are a black Jew, and you know. I just want to say, my mother Ruth Gold, rest in peace. I grew up in a household where my mother said, "We're all colors." Shapes and sizes, there were Ethiopian, you know, Yeah. But something that struck me, you know, you wrote this amazing uh, article for the JTA. And the one thing that really pushed my buttons was this idea that whites and blacks praying together. I never really thought about that. It doesn't. Ha- it's to this day is so quite unusual.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. It is the most segregated day in the world. I mean, people don't realize it, but it is like Sundays for Christians and Saturdays for Jews. It's the most segregated day in the world. And it probably would never change, unfortunately. But that's just the way it is, you know.
0: Yeah. But hopefully it will change. So 70 years ago, let's tell your story. 70 years ago, your uh, great aunt, who was a daughter of a Baptist minister...
1: She she was a daughter of a Baptist minister. What was um, her name? Her name was Louise Daly. Um she was creating the synagogue that's there today. It's called Congregation Temple Bethel, but the family she was working for was Jewish. And kind of, you know, got adapted to the Torah and then um kind of things just went from there and then it just grew. So my mom's whole size Jewish from Orthodox, Reform. Um, I mean, their congregation there's six, seven, eight generations of Judaism, you know? So, I mean, I stopped going there once my parents got divorced. So I was between 10, 11 years old. You know how it goes. You go through college, you go through high school, I mean, high school, you go through college, you just become more traditional. So for me, I was always taught, you know, you live through your Judaism, you know what I mean? Like how you treat people, you know, how you act, you know, things like that, you know, Heal the world, Tikkun
0: Olam, right. So
1: for me, that was the biggest thing. It was, people wouldn't know I was Jewish. And I'd be like, yo, what's, what's your religion? I'd be like, well, I'm Jewish. They'd be like, oh, for real? You know, they give yeah. you one of those. <laughs> right. Uh, one of those things, like, what?
0: These Jewish. Jared, no like, one's that's... ever said that to me. No one's ever said, for real? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so your, your great aunt decided that she wanted to base her life on the Torah. And and so she started, yeah. and this is during Jim Crow. Segreg- yeah.
1: So this, yes, during segregation, which I have to I have to completely continuously explain to like the Jewish agency, all these, you know, people that don't understand the story. I'm like, well, listen, how could she convert officially to anywhere if she wasn't allowed with white people? Like, right. think about it. You know, it like, wasn't allowed. So technically, you know, a lot of Jewish people have like, well, she didn't officially convert or, you know, right. but nobody can take away your heart and soul. I'm a right. believer in that, you know? And to this day, you know, you have people like Michael Oren, council generals, Jewish senators that all visit the synagogue. I mean, she's buried in a Jewish cemetery. Right. So somebody accepted her, no? Right, so, exactly. Um, it's very unique how you have some Jews that are like, oh, she wasn't Jewish, and you have other Jews that's like, a Jew is a Jew is a Jew. So it's just, right. in our own religion, we have people that's for you or against you, and it's just like very, very unfortunate you know
0: yeah it's stupid and sick so she could not you know she could not pray with the what how was she gonna convert when she's not allowed to be in the fucking same room as these white jews okay yeah stupid country all right she started this uh congregation in 1951 which ladies and gentlemen is before i was born Thank you very much. Okay. So in nineteen fifty I mean, think of the climate in our country in nineteen fifty-one. This woman starts her own congregation. Now there's all kinds of Jews. You said some were converts, some were born Jewish, some descended from Jews, some you know. When you say it was non-denominational, let's explain that that, you know, as you know
1: they oh, don't. They, they just view Jewish as Jewish. Like, if I was to claim them as something, like, what I mean, they're religious, like on Shabbat, they're there morning till sundown. Right. Like, <laughs> let's break, Torah study, Hebrew right. school, they're right. there till sundown. It's not like I'm a part of the conservative movement now. Right. So, you know, nine o'clock, I'm out by 11. Right. I'm going to grab some lunch. You what, know? 11?
0: So. Ours was till one in the after. Like, ours was like 9 30 <laughs> to one. You are whatever you're. I'm going to where you go. Okay, go ahead.
1: (laughs) So, you know, once the world kind of changed, I think she just didn't want to. That, in my personal opinion, I think she didn't really care because she knew who she was. Right. You know what I mean? I I was really doing it for the satisfactory part of anybody else's feelings or thoughts or beliefs. It was just she created it. This was her opinion. Now, there's people there now, from what I've been told, that may convert, you know, officially, but they're still part of that synagogue. You know what I mean? Right. No big deal to them, because who knows if they're trying to come to Israel? So if they're not trying to come to Israel, who are they trying to prove their Judaism to? That's the biggest thing between America and Israel is like, if I tell you I'm Jewish, you're not going to be like, oh, where your paperwork? Right. You're just going to be like, all right, Jewish. Like, okay, great. Like, Shabbat one day or, you know, hopefully I see you in my shul. I think that's the biggest misconception is like to Israel is like you need all this paperwork and requirement.
0: But right. to, for to America, prove, they don't care. To prove. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. to, to be fair, you understand where that paranoia comes from. But
1: for sure. when someone yes.
0: provides all of this information and you keep questioning them, it's really bad for the Jews. It's bad for the Jews. So yeah. let's talk about how you grew up. You're in Philly. You're an athlete. Your mother's Jewish. Your parents got, how old were they? How old were you when your parents got divorced?
1: So I was around 10 to 11. So crazy part, <laughs> my mom was in Philly when I was born. Both my parents are from Philly. And right. then I, my, my dad is, uh, was a Navy, was in the Navy for 23 years. So he was actually living at Merlin at the time. Um, okay. So like my first 10 11 years, I was living in Merlin. Saturdays, I was not able to play basketball.
0: Like I'm in the shoe all day. Wow. Um, so I um, am a shitty mother. I think that we should all, everyone. <laughs> um. So you, your mother was very observant. She was. Yeah, she was very observant when I got younger. I think once
1: No, I would say yes and no. Jeez. Like I didn't eat pork. Right. I didn't eat pork or crab, anything like that. Right. Um, but, you know, that's spaghetti before, <laughs> like, you know, things like yeah. that, but right. lasagna. But uh, it, I mean, for me, I think the biggest thing for her was like she wanted us to be, you know, familiar because when she grew up, she got teased. My mother's 62. Like When she grew up, she got teased from being Jewish, not being able to go outside right. Friday nights. You know? you know, she had to go on, on Shabbat and, you right. know, everybody in her neighborhood was Christian or Muslim. So right. to everybody, her, they, she was a weirdo you know? Right. <laughs> so eventually, you know, as it goes, as a mother, your kid eventually has to play basketball on Saturdays if they want to get a scholarship oh, to please, school. yes. <laughs> so as I got older and as the divorce went on, um, she kind of started letting me play. Uh, we kind of just, my grandma's very religious too, very religious. So we would just keep Shabbat at her house. We really wouldn't just go to the shul and my grandma would have her own service and pretty much that was it. But for the most part, as I got older, You know how it goes. You get more secular and, you know, more traditional. uh, Right.
0: I mean, like, look, I'm a comic. And there are (laughs) Orthodox Jewish comics. And let me tell you, not working on a Friday night is really hard. It's hard to make a living. Yeah. um, For sure. But some comics do it. um, and, And I know a lot of these Jewish comics who cheat. So no one's perfect. But, yes, I totally I totally understand that. So you're growing up in this neighborhood, you're playing basketball. Like, what is it like to go, to say to people, "I'm a Jew"? Especially people in the the Black and African American community. Like, like what's their reaction? They're probably like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah.
1: Yeah. So most of them are saying that, or like, for real, like you Jewish? Like, no way. You know what I right. mean? Like, dang. I mean, for me, it was I'm not a person that carries my religion on my shoulder. So for a lot of people, when they are surprised by maybe the way I act or I don't perceive or look like a Jew. So that's why they're so surprised. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was different, difficult for me, especially like, you know, college road trips, you know, pepperoni pizza. I can't eat that or food like that it was it was it was hard for adjusting
0: and that's when I the mean, reason it's same come with out them, like with muslim players same thing they can't eat it yeah. too yeah like they would ask me why don't you eat pork i'm like i'm jewish like i i, I, don't,
1: right. I don't touch pork like you're jewish like come on bro like i have pepperoni pizza like stop stop right, BSing right. you know so <laughs> it was uh it was it was very unique for sure
0: now, Jared, my son, Ben, plays for Trinity. He played at Tulane one year and then he transferred oh. to D3 because he did not enjoy D1. Um, and the other uh, I don't I have not mentioned this, but he he was in a game a few weeks ago and they were they uh, the fans at a school in Maine, a Division three school in Maine, uh, the fans, not the not the team, yelled Called him a, a little Jewish fuck. Now, first of all, he's not little. Yeah, yeah. Um but he is can be a Jewish fuck. Uh as his mother. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. So he experienced this anti-Semitism, and after the game, I was watching you know, streaming and I was watching him. Yeah. When you know how at the end you're like good game, good game, good game. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he I saw him speak to the coach of the other team. So I called, I said, what was that about? And he told me, and I was, you know, this is probably one of his first bouts with overt antisemitism, but I mean, he's dealt yeah. with having, I'm a lesbian. He's, ha- he's dealt with like gay parents and people saying fag and all this other horrible stuff. And he's dealt with that. I, I mean, I can't imagine the racism that I, I don't know what yeah. it's like. And I, you know, at all to be a black person, to be walk in a room or walk in a store or walk down the street or get in a subway and just immediate. You know, I don't know what that's like. I never will. I can only empathize. I mean, I can't even empathize. I can sympathize. I can try to be as aware as I'm. You know, I'm sure you experience racism. Can you talk about the racism? And if you heard a lot of anti-Semitism from people who didn't realize you were Jewish?
1: I mean, so racism was big. I, I experienced, so growing up, I went to private school. My parents was big on education. Right. So Very Jewish. I, I'm with a, no offense, yeah, I'm with, I'm with a lot of rich kids, wealthy, yeah. come from wealthy parents. Um, my first time was in fifth grade. We're coming in from recess. And I go to like where they're where they at, standing at. And they're like, damn, it just got real dark in the room. So for me, it wasn't like at first it didn't hit me. And then it hit me. I kind of went to the bathroom. I started crying. And then the teacher who was really big on racism, made them all write letters. So they all had to write letters saying, I'm sorry, Jared. You know, I apologize. So that was good on her part. That was like my first experience with, you know, pure racism. And then obviously as you get older, I experience it all the time from police brutality. Like I was driving in a car. It was before my teammates. And I might have been going fast, but I noticed the cop was behind me. So I slow down. You know, the cop followed me for a good four or five miles. He pulls me over. So he pulls me over. He's like, get out the car. Now, you know how cops are. They're they're like, oh, we I don't smoke. So he's like, we suspect marijuana. Right. So he searches the car. Nothing's in the car. He's like, oh, we got to arrest you. I'm like, what?
0: You got (laughs) to arrest me.
1: What? So he puts me in handcuffs.
0: Oh, my God.
1: How old are you? How old are you? I'm like 22, 21, oh, 22. Yeah. So he put me in handcuffs. So on the whole ride there, he's like, just tell me you were smoking weed. Like, you know, you're in the car with the with the camera. He's like, just tell me you were smoking weed. I'm like, listen, man, I don't smoke. Like you're wasting your time pressuring me. I don't smoke. So we go to the Are you to scared?
0: The, Are you scared at this point? I'm or do scared you feel like your the, life's in?
1: Yeah. I'm scared because I'm in a redneck community. My school was like in the middle between Redneckville in Pittsburgh. Right. So oh, I go and uh, we have to blow in the breathalyzer. So I blow in the breathalyzer. You know, they're doing all these tests. Right, 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 right. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, your pupils are going too far left. I'm like, dude, what? You even make <laughs> so eventually he's like, oh, we got to go to the hospital. If you don't want to go to the hospital, this is an automatic DUI. I'm like, listen, let's go to the hospital. Let's go to the hospital. Yeah. So we go to the hospital. You know, they take your blood to see, you know, if you've been smoking or not.
0: Oh, my God. You fucking didn't even do anything. OK, go ahead. So six
1: months this. later, six months later, they didn't even have the audacity to call me. My mom is very arrogant about racism and things. She calls them. is like, listen, what's up? Like, you got the results. The dude was like, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I dropped the speeding ticket because Jared, Jared wasn't, you know, having any drugs in his system. So my mom's like, "This is only verbal. I want this in writing." You know how moms are. Right, 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 right. Writing. So she got it in writing, and he dropped the case. So like, but that was my first like serious attempt at racism because it was like, "Come on, man! Like, you're really doing this because I'm black? You're searching for something? You know what I mean?" Right. And I of was really always for me, you
0: know, not always. So, but ninety-nine, uh, not point nine. Did, yeah, have I mean, you? anti-Semitism? Yeah, anti-Semitism. I have. Had friends
1: that for sure, you know, be called dirty Jews or you're a fake Jew or like your grandmother should have died, like things like that. I mean, I think it's just pure ignorance, you know, like right. people have hatred in their and it's very sad and unfortunate, like to this day, like my mom doesn't wear um, her Star David, doesn't wear it you know, just for like the reason of anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism. Right. Like, there's plenty of them. But like, I was like, mom, I'm going to Israel. She was like, nah, don't, don't wear it. You know, she was like, just, just wear it in your heart, not, not on your shoulders. You That's know? So, so
0: awful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, we were in Sweden, my, my girlfriend, Elisa and I, and uh, they told us, you know, I would put that away. Um, but yeah. my son, Ben, proudly wears it. off. That's code judygold50 at factormeals.com slash judygold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Okay, so let's fast forward. And I want to make sure this is something I really want to talk about. And something that you, I know that you, you know, Tikkun Olam, a lot of people don't know what that is if you're not a Jew, it's, called, it's healed the world. And that's really the basic tenet of Judaism, you know, healing yeah. the world, helping others, making the world a better place. So you want to work bringing the Jewish and Black community together. Together. Because Lord. I believe, I mean, we're so similar. We're Very. so better together let's just admit we're the most talented we're the smartest <laughs> yeah for sure you know we're uh, mo- the most artistic you know we're we're very we're very special people but um so you you there's this thing a lot of people don't know called making aliyah which is yeah. um when Jews say to someone, oh, he made Aliyah, that means they went to Israel, the homeland, the originator of where we, you know, lived. And, um, you know, you went back, you went back to your homeland. Yeah. So you feel very Jewy, because you are a Jew, and you want to um, make Aliyah. Um, you're a member of the Congregation Beth Shalom, which is Rabbi Michael yeah. Beals, who is like Biden's rabbi. I have to just ring the bell because I'm going to forget. Those are for future things (laughs) that I forget. But you were raised as a Jew, obviously. You know so much about Judaism. So you want to not only play basketball for, is it Hapol Haifa? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where you already have played. Because a lot of people don't know. A lot of people go uh, to play basketball in Israel, which I hope my son does. But um, Yeah,
1: I hope he does too. For sure, Thank beautiful you. country. I want,
0: I want him to play with you, Jared. What are what are you a forward? What are, what position are you?
1: I'm small. I'm, you might be taller than me. I'm five nine on a good day.
0: Oh, first of all, <laughs> I am way fucking taller than you, Jared. Uh, ben is six seven. Woo! So you're a point guard, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm a point guard. Okay. Yep.
0: So, uh, you want to make Aliyah, which for most Jews like who were born jewish uh like yourself it's nothing it's like hi i'm applying but uh, done you because there is racism in the jew within the jewish community there is paranoia in israel uh about what your you know what are your intentions oh you're you're only converting to play basketball but you have given them documents you went through a lot of people don't know can you tell people how hard it is because you went, even though you were born a Jew, you had to go through another conversion. Yeah. Um, can you tell people how hard it is and how much fucking work it is to convert? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I mean, all the, all the problems came once I started applying, you know, like, like I said, my family like believes, you know, if you're a Jew, you're a Jew. Like we don't, if you're Orthodox, you're still Jewish. If you're conservative, you're still Jewish. Right. So, can
0: I just add something to that right now? And then I'm going to let you talk. Hitler did not say, oh, wait, oh, you're, you're not kosher? Okay, you can go home. No, no that never <laughs> happened. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're an atheist? Uh, okay, have fun. Have a nice life. No, that didn't happen. So let, all right, just want to add that in. Go ahead. Jared.
1: Yeah, so basically,
0: you know, all the, all right.
1: Prior, before I say that, prior to applying to for Aliyah, my aunt lives across the street from Congregation Beth Shalom, and she's a member there. So I had a a previous relationship. I think a lot of people think like, "Oh, you found Joe Joe Biden's rabbi," and oh, you just want to fuck her. up. Like, I no. Hate everyone, Jared. So, yeah. Uh, basically, I showed them a lot of proof. You know, my mother's conversion, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't have three rabbis, so it's not official." I showed them my grandmother's, like, you know, dedication to Judaism and things like that. My aunt in the Jewish cemetery. Right. I like, had all the documents and proofs. And they're like, oh, if it's, not, if it's not your grandmother or your grandfather, like, it doesn't matter. So I'm like, okay, I'll make things official to satisfy your needs. And the process was nine months, you know, nine months. And then you have to do nine months of community service. But obviously it was during a pandemic, so... Everything was over Zoom. I mean, and it's I a went, lot
0: of studying and learning and learning and studying yeah. and learning and teaching and learning and tutting. All right, good. So
1: basically, I went. I went into the mikvah in person. I had a bait dean. Um, so every that was all in person, and then pretty much after that, you know, community involvement. So I did an aliyah to the Torah as an adult, and for a lot of the, you know, duration. what was that
0: like? <laughs> well, I mean, I remember I, I had a, I had a bat mitzvah. But we okay. just, it was just on Friday night, and we read a half Torah. It wasn't this Torah wasn't out because women, you know, they yeah. For- also, there's a whole. But then, as an adult, I read out of the Torah. It is hard, isn't it? It's <laughs> it's hard, but it like it's you just feel so connected. You know what I yeah, mean?
1: Sure. I mean, for so, me, it was crazy because I was uh, I just went to the shul just for Shabbat, right? And he called me up, he's like oh, We're going to do it today. I'm like, right, well, I ain't even practiced. Like, you right. make me look? and I ended up doing it because I, I I remember Hebrew, you know, verbally. Like, I can say, that's the easy part. It's just the rest of the words that get a little right. So, um, long story short,
0: I did the process and then I applied through the Jewish age. I went on birthright. Yes, this is this is great. You went, they allowed you to go on birthright, of course. Yeah, um, so I went
1: on birthright. And
0: then two days, this is two days, I'm in
1: Israel, no lie, two days before I'm going to the Mishra Aponim, I get a phone call like, hey, Jared, the Jewish agency doesn't want to approve your file because you did the thing over Zoom. We think it's kind of dumb, but
0: you can I just (laughs) yell out I'm on the Upper West Side? Fuck you. Okay. (laughs) a lot of Jews heard that, by the way.
1: Long long story short, you know, I end up going to the (coughs) to the Ministry of Interior, which is A lot, a lot, and they denied me twice. Um, and then now I'm still in I'm still in Israel fighting for it. But long it's just been a long process. I mean, like I said, I've been told on my denial letter, oh, you're just a Hebrew Israelite. Oh, you just want to you. Who the fuck are you? You know, so it's just a lot of things that So um, so I'm fighting for me, I'm fighting for just not myself, but I've, hear, I've heard of so many stories, you know, through this process. And I have so much unconditional support from people that have told me, you know, I took me three years or it took me five years. And it's just like so unfortunate, you know, for not only myself, but the conservative movement, like the respect they don't get or deserve, um, especially the reform movement. So it's just not it's bigger than me. You know, that's why I'm fighting, because it's bigger than my cause. Right. Just me wanting to put. So, yeah, you know, um, I hope it opens the doors for a lot of other people and, you know, that that they get the motivation from me. Like Jared didn't quit. I'm not going to quit, you know. So,
0: yeah, a lot of people don't realize it's hard to be a Jew. It's hard to be born a Jew because then you have all that Mishigas, um, as you know, um, a- a- even born a Jew. It's hard to be. You know, have all these genetic, you know. because Come on, a lot of inbreeding. Let's go. We're not, we're not. I mean, there are, we are attractive, some of us, but you know, there's a lot of neurotic crap going on. Anyway, but, you know, it's hard to be born a Jew and yet, and then have to prove you're, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Okay. Can you talk about, I love the way you talk about Israel, um, that you went to Israel uh, which, as Noah Tishby, who wrote a book called "The Israel, the Most Misunderstood Country on Earth, when you got there, were you surprised? What, Like, you talk about your being there and what an incredible experience it was. Is there any... Number one, when I got off the plane, it was hot. Like,
1: hot. That's the first thing. Like, not Cali hot, not Miami in the summer on South Beach hot. Like, hot. Right. And that lag for like four days. This is my first time being overseas. So I was right. like, Yeah, like, it's hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, I've never been out the country. So it was a big adjustment. I feel like culturally it's not just because a lot of people speak English, but the mentality is so different. There's no such thing as excuse or I'm sorry. It's right. like, oh, I bump you up. Gone. Like, right. I'm sorry you know so that was the biggest adjustment for me is like the mentality it's a green light be it's no right 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 right, right. yeah
0: <laughs> impatient so, yeah
1: uh, my my i would say it was a it's a beautiful country um i loved everything from the dead sea you know to tel avivs like new york reminds you just I know, home. right um, <laughs> but like for me it's it's a great place because you have you know so many people from so many different places that come here you know you got jews from russia you got jews from ukraine you got jews from everywhere that are able to come here and connect um especially you for the business arabs world.
0: that's what people don't yeah. understand there's arabs there there's arabs in the knesset you know they're part of the yep. uh of what we would consider congress you know but as you know you have israel on your passport you can't go to so many other countries in the middle for east sure. did you experience for racism in israel because there is racism in israel
1: yeah, so I experienced. I would say it was a bit of racism because I was on a scooter, and you know how it is in New York. It's yeah. you know you, you scooter anywhere, and the guy right. just pulls me over like, "Oh, give you a ticket." I'm like, "For what?" Right. You know. So that was my first experience. Other than that, I would I wouldn't say it's racism. I think for me, it's more so ignorance. Like, yes, kids. I think kids don't see enough black people here. So when they see you, it's like, oh my God, like I see right. one. you know? Right, 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 I right. They stare, stare at me down the street, things like that. And it's just like, like, are you okay? You know, right. so I think just the diversity aspect is the ignorance part, you know, and I wouldn't really call it a lot of racism, more so ignorance and just not knowing. Like, right. Culture.
0: And also curiosity, I think there's some yeah. bit of that. Cause even here, I tell yeah. people I'm Jewish. Like for real, you're Jewish, How? right? I'm like, bro, like I'm not. About it's to just do this so story. fucking annoying. And there's so many <laughs> Jews who are like, oh, you're a convert. Oh, and it's like, first of all, you're judging someone for wanting, for converting. You know, wanting yeah. to be a Jew, and you don't do anything fucking Jewish. Just shut the fuck up. You know? <laughs> oh, I hate everyone. You said, aside from basketball, which is the reason Israel is saying, oh, you just want to come play basketball? Shut up. Shut yeah. up. Um, or as we say, sheket babakasha. I'm yelling it to the <laughs> Upper West Side. Uh, you want it, You want to apply to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs to help bridge the gap between Israel and Black America, which I just want to hug you right now. When you talk about Takun Olam, that is, that is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think
1: it's, I think it's yeah. a big, like, misconception block. You know, I, uh, just if you do read history or you understand history, like a lot of Jews supported Black people during civil rights movement, you know, like Martin Luther King and Rabbi Dresser. Like, a lot of people supported each other because we were basically considered racist and were minorities you know, people didn't want to see a succeed or win. So I think during that time, that was the connection. But for some reason, I think nowadays it's like, oh, you're black. Oh, I can't bang with you. Or you're Jewish. I, right. can't. You know, and i some reason, a reason I don't really know why that they don't get along, you know, like, I think it just really just comes from, you know, ignorance, to be honest, or not wanting to know or not wanting to break the cycle. You know what I mean? Or like, I ain't gotta deal with them. Like, you know, I think we all should be wanted to benefit, especially as us, we're both minorities. You know what I mean? We both receive racism or ignorance in certain types of ways on a regular basis, you know. So why not, you know, be together? You know?
0: I believe that we would be so much more powerful together that it's such a threat that it is perpetuated by these fucking white fucks. I have a really good vocabulary, Jared. Um, <laughs> but yes, I think it's something that is deliberate. I read this, Sydney Poide died, and and he told this story about, um, you know, he didn't know how to read. He was illiterate, and he worked in a restaurant, and there was a guy working in the restaurant who every night, you know, he figured out that Sydney couldn't read. And, and, and this was on CBS This Morning, which... CBS Sunday morning, which is one of my favorite shows because I'm old, but, um, he, he, there was this guy at the restaurant who figured out he couldn't read and he stayed there after his shift every, every night Mm -hmm. and taught Sydney how to read. There is such a bond. I feel such a bond. Yeah. I hate the ignorance that, you know, we were, I mean, Jews died Uh, In Alabama, during the, you know, civil rights, uh, we helped, we helped start the NAACP. We should be unified. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing because, you know, I think there's so much resentment. These Jews, the Jews came here because they were, we've been kicked out of every fucking country. The blacks (laughs) came here forced we're forced to come here we came here with nothing and but you were you you people just took you out of your you know they were forced here and weren't even considered a full person so you know we didn't we've come from different um yeah we we came here from different you know whatever roots what whatever you want to say your goal, Jared, what do you want? And also FYI, I want you to come to New York and we have to have Shabbat dinner together. And I want to bring you to my synagogue, but but, um, what, what do you need? What do you want? And how can people help you?
1: I mean, for real, the only thing I really want is just be able to start my life, <laughs> to be honest, you know, like for the last, Two years, uh, I think for everybody, Corona just hit people differently. Yeah. Um, I think the perfect outlet for me to be able to come to, towards Israel then, but I had to convert then just to you know prove my Judaism, unfortunately. But um, I started a business. Um What's the business? Get, uh it's called Who Would've Thought. So my business is basically a model of if somebody has expectations for you, basically prove prove them wrong. You know, that saying like, damn, who would have thought Judy Go would be a, com- a comedian? Right. And it's like, you proved them wrong or right, you right. the expectations.
0: I love that. that. Someone,
1: yeah. You know, that someone had put upon you or whatever, whoever. Right. whoever. So I started that business. I did really well. Um, and I still do the business. I train about- It's called about- Who Would Have
0: Thought. Okay.
1: And then basically that was during my conversion. And then- I came to Israel in August on birthright and then kind of my life's been, in, you know, in uh, and staying still since. So my only thing is I just want to be able to start my life. Um, obviously, basketball is my profession of making money. So, um, and then basically on my side, I'm I'm big, I'm big into business and being able to help people, help others. I love connecting people, you know, like being able to connect like, yeah, I just met this person. This be a good person or I saw this right. job opportunity, you know? So, I mean, for for people to help, it's really just sharing my story. That's really the only thing. Um, for a lot of people that have helped, you know, they have obviously connections inside the government or in the ministry or things like that. But the biggest, biggest thing for me is I'm not trying, I think people get the misconception, like I'm not trying to become famous off this. Like at the end of the day, I'm just trying to get my citizenship. I'm just trying to bring my story to light. And that's it. Like oh, the rest I, is- I
0: can totally tell that. I can yeah, totally rest, tell that.
1: The rest is commentary. So, so
0: are are you in Israel
1: now? Yeah, so I'm staying in Tel Aviv right now. My apartment is like a box, so <laughs> I'm here. Well, for... Join the
0: club, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. So I'm here. Uh, basically, I'm trying to fight until it's done. I have some time till my visa's up.
0: Well, how and, long uh, do you have?
1: Uh, my visa's not up till like April 20th or something. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm making some progress. I want to think... get this
0: done, and I want to. Yeah. Uh, I want you to be there in July if 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 the if it goes through. Will will you be able to play in the Maccabee games? So or no? I'll be uh, I'm not sure. So he's what under 20? What age is he he's playing? He's 20. Under, he's 20.
1: Yeah. See, I'm older, so I might be with the senior team if I was to play. Because they, they talked to me before, um, the representatives they have in Philly, but I'm just taking the day by day. I haven't played a game in almost four or five months. So wow, that uh,
0: sucks.
1: Any any type of any type of summer event that I'm willing, that I can play in, I would love to do it. Um, but I'm just trying to take one step at a time. You know, first thing is kind of just get this, get this weight off my shoulders and being able to just focus on basketball and life and family. I mean, I've been away from home for a while. So God, you must miss
0: everyone. Have you made a lot of friends there?
1: So I made a lot of friends and I made a lot through this process. I made a a lot of connections. Obviously somebody like you, I met, I made a lot, I met a lot of, you know, Jewish millionaires, billionaires. Uh, right. Well, that wouldn't be that, me, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, people that just want to help, you know, that, that apply that, you know, want to better Israel, better the world, you know, and that fight injustice. I think the biggest issue that I have seen is the people that, you know, have the voice to help don't. And I think that's wrong because, for for anybody no no country's perfect nobody's perfect right so you gotta call out faults as you call out the promotions don't just promote israel israel has problems just like anybody else right so i think that's the biggest issue that i've come come upon is like that or the people that don't want not even i wouldn't even care about the support or you know i have people that mess with me you're not jewish or things it's just right, right, right. You know? it's just like that is like a turnoff like a you, you're you supposed to be welcoming Jews into the country, especially right. all this anti-Semitism happened in the world. You should be opening your arms, you know, right. instead you're, oh, you're not Jewish or you just want to come here for basketball.
0: Like, you know, it's, it's very, Shut up. It's very I know it's become a turn Israel off. Israel is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but they do contribute a lot to the world for sure. At large, I, uh, clean I, water. Um, a lot of medical advances, a lot of technological advances. There's a lot of young people who are like, oh, I hate Israel. Oh, they're an apartheid state, which they're not. What would you say to all these anti-Israel? You know, it, it's interesting because, you know, there's this war in Russia and yeah. in, 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 in Ukraine and everyone's on board, you know, sanction, sanction, sanctions, sanctions, sanctions. And 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 the squad is is for sanctions squ- sanctions, but they're also for sanctions for Israel. Who's not? You know, it's it's. What would you say? Because I really believe if some if you went to Israel, yeah, and you saw there's a gay pride parade. Israel's not yeah. perfect. There's a gay pride parade in Tel Aviv. Women are equal. You know, they allow people from other country. You know. Yeah, for sure. What, and yes, Netanyahu, ugh, whatever. But, and just as we had Trump and just as we had who people love because, oh, he's pro-Israel. He doesn't give a shit. He just, saw, he only cares about himself. But um, what would you say to people who are, you know, around your age and are like, oh no, BGI. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: for anything in life, you gotta be able to see it to experience. You know, I think a lot of people look at social media. They look at Twitter, Instagram, and they, you know, read things without seeing it with their own eyes. I think it comes to a lot with like my story and my, you know, experience here is like people look at me or, you know, they look at anybody and they just prejudge. I think for Israel, it's definitely a country that you have to see and experience for yourself because it's very Americanized. In my experience to a lot of other countries, I have friends that play in Italy, Spain, and, you know, the the language barrier is very similar to home. The hip hop to the culture is very similar to home. You know, they have a, a American way, if I can put it in a sense where, you know, they want to be like Americans. You know, I have some people that come to me like, you know, that's here. Like, you leaving America? Like, that's where I'm trying to go. Right. Like, get married. <laughs> so it's like uh, I think my biggest thing is you have to experience to see it. You know, I think it's a lot of historical sites, you know, that people can oh, at least... Oh, place,
0: you know, yes. Beautiful. And yeah.
1: ...can see, and that I think they would enjoy um, Jerusalem, you know, from Nazareth. Uh, and I think it's a very unique place because you can get everything you want. You know, if you want to be spiritual, you can go to Jerusalem. Right. If you want to be up in lively city, don't sleep. You can go to Tel Aviv. You know, if you want to be nowhere or get a mix of both, you can go to Haifa. You know, so I think you get everything you want here. It's just if you're willing to come and experience it for yourself.
0: Jared, uh, I hope I see you when I go there. And I hope if you have to come back, poo, 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 you'll come visit me and we can hang out. I I look forward to coming to Shabbat dinner. Yeah, baby. Um, (laughs) uh, Two things. First of all, I ask all my guests two questions that I'm going to ask you. Okay. Um, but before we do that, I want people to learn about you. So where do we, we find you? Are you, You're on Tweetar. I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram.
1: I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use it much. So Twitter oh, and oh, really?
0: I, it's so fun, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Facebook.
1: so those are my two, those are my two uh, main. And it's
0: at Jared Armstrong. So yeah, Twitter is at Jared
1: Armstrong with the underscore. And then Instagram is underscore Jared Armstrong.
0: Wait, at Jared Armstrong, where's the underscore? Underscore is
1: last on Twitter and is first on Instagram. All
0: right. Please follow him. Please, you fuckheads. Okay, here's my question. Number one, what do you do? We're very pro mental health. What do you do for your mental health? Oh, I would say work out.
1: I do a yeah. lot of yoga. Mm-hmm. Yoga yoga is a big thing for me. Um, I'm not a chill on the beach guy, even though I'm in Tel Aviv. Right. I would say yoga probably walks, to be honest, and working out. I mean, and being able to vent to your close friends, I think that's a big mental health thing for me, too. Um, other than that, I'm very private person. So oh, you're so I, cute. Uh, uh, it's very, it's, it, it's tough, you know. It depends on my mood and what I want right. to do. Right.
0: You are going to be the best husband, like, if I had a daughter, oh my god! Oh, you're so, sorry. Is your you only have one kid. I have two sons, Ben and Henry. Okay. Okay. Uh, they both play or Ben. Uh, well, no, just Ben. Henry did play, and then he went the route of um being in a frat. Okay. He majored <laughs> in, and he went to IU and majored in you know pot, alcohol, okay. <laughs> women. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Um but he loves sports. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's great. Um, so, okay. That's question number one. Now the podcast is called kill me now because I say that about a hundred times a day. Cause everyone gets on my fucking nerves and everything gets on my nerves, especially like inequality and injustice fucking pisses me off and dumb people. So what pisses you off more than anything in the entire world? Ignorance, ignorance and people that don't want to
1: learn. I think that's the biggest thing. Yes. Like, no curiosity. Yeah curiosity. They're just plain Jane. They stick to their ways and they have their thoughts and processes. And it's like, you have no idea what's on the left side of the room because you only stay on the right. So it's just, that's, that's the two things that piss me off. And then like people that prejudged, you know, without wanting to learn you without, you know, questioning or asking, you know, just being able to have a conversation. I think that pisses me off too. Like somebody that can't hold a
0: conversation. Like, are you that? Oh, please.
1: (laughs) You know there's more
0: like, and more people like that because they're fucking staring at their phones.
1: <laughs> yeah so it's it's a lot of things that piss me off but uh people would people would not high IQs when it comes to basketball. That pisses me off. Oh. Yeah so yeah. that's a lot.
0: Well Jared I love you I want to meet your mother because um, she's older than me um <laughs> by three years and uh <laughs> I I just I I love your story and I know you are going to change the world you are you are going to change this world you are a fucking I I don't even know what to say um I just I think you're the I just I love I think you're great and I keep doing what you're doing and you're going to get citizenship because fuck it if I go there and scream in the middle of the Knesset you know you motherfuckers um when is you're your next July. Show? So, well, if, when you you, I'm going to give you my email, and we can hang out and talk. I mean, hang out on on email, whatever. But uh, I'm coming there in July and I think I'm going to do a little stand up while I'm there. But if you come back in April, okay. you're coming to my show. So it,
1: it, it's a small world. My brother is a big time manager in L.A. So got I heard the
0: that's the only reason yeah. I have you on. I know. What is that about? <laughs> Yeah, so he runs uh,
1: cultivate entertainment. So I don't know if you watch AMC, but he just produced a big show. I want to say it's called Dead Seas. And then Oh you know yeah, the yeah. Po- you know the podcast All the Smoke with Matt yeah. Barnes and Steve Jackson that yeah. my brother started that podcast. And then he has, you know, actors and actresses. He just shot a movie called Holiday Chance. Um Wow. Yeah, so he's he's doing good things out yeah, there. Yeah, but
0: if I was the mother, you would be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> What's your mother's yeah. name?
1: Uh, everybody calls her LB. Her first name is kind of hard to pronounce. It's Llewellyn. Llewellyn.
0: L-L-B. All right. LB. Yeah. Yeah. I know in LB, I know there's no favorites, but come on. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Jared Armstrong. I hope you were as moved and want to follow him and just he was, he's a great kid and I think his story really needs to be told so I really I really do hope you enjoyed it mm, you know I do I do things out of the box every now and then because I'm a very original uh, person Kill Me Now was uh, is produced by Laura Vogel it is edited by Colin Schmailing. every social media everything else about this podcast and my life is thanks to Brittany Joe Sowards. If you like the podcast, which I don't know how you can't, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast and left a review, I really need you to do that, okay? Because it helps me. It helps other people find the podcast and it helps me keep the podcast on the air. If you live in Long Island, Long Island, I'm going to be at Governor's. I'm going to go, I'm looking up right now which Governor's room I'm at because you know what, I can't, uh, you know, it's very difficult. The multitasking and the trying to figure out, you know, because Governors has a lot of different rooms. Governors Comedy Club, I'm, I'm doing this real time. And I've noticed, I just want you to know, a lot of people have been writing to me to say they listen to the end and I love you, I love you. Wait, let me, I'm going to, Um, I think it's in Levittown. Yeah, it's in Levittown. The main room is in Levittown. I'm going to be in Levittown, Long Island on April 9th. And I am going to now look up the people who um, listen to the end so I can say hi to them because I love you. I love you for listening to the end. I'm on Instagram. I hate Instagram. I mean like I hate going on there and then you get sucked into the vortex. Don't you get sucked into the vortex? And then you're like, oh my God, why isn't my life like that? Why am, aren't I like I want clothes like that? And, I want and it's just fucking annoying. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm trying to find these messages of people who listen to The End and I can't find any. But um, I'm going to do that next week. I'm going to actually look that up and see if I can find any messages from people. Send me a message. Okay, send me a message that you listen to The End. And then I'm going to mention your name because I love you. I really, I love Katanja Brown-Jackson. I fucking hate those motherfuckers. The the way they treated her, like, disgusting. I am so... How fucking angry are you? Uh, Also, I feel for Ukraine. I just can't believe this is still going on. I don't know what else. I Just the weather. You know what I mean? Cold, hot, hot, cold, cold, hot. It's annoying me, too. Everything's annoying me. So that's why the podcast is called Kill Me Now. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I cannot thank you enough to the end. To the I'm gonna start doing shit at the end, just for my people who listen to the end. But don't tell the other people. You know what I'm saying? It's just our little secret. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going on Twitter while you're on, and I'm going to, and I just put it in as Twitter, T W I I T E R. Okay. Let's see if I have any messages from people who. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, nope, I don't have any messages. Okay. So. If you're listening, I love you so much. please know that um, we have a lot of great guests coming up. You know that's it. Be well, be safe, be kind, be kind. You can still be a bitch and be kind by the way. you can be a good person and be like me, like annoyed at everything and uh, as we always say, so long ga 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 ga. ga, ga, ga.